G'day and welcome to the Breaking Through Podcast, where we interview acts current and emerging. This week on the pod, it's a bit of a bucket list act for me, as it's the Vans. Andrew from the band comes on to chat to us about the new track, old songs, a um, bit of a personal feel for me, and um, also what's coming towards the end of the year, missing festivals, and the recent regional tour. In the 2020 lockdown... Obviously, it was all new and it was shit and everyone was feeling, you know, horrible. It was in that stage where, like, you could have, like, five friends over, but you couldn't go out for that couple months or whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, and really I'd party. in between. Yeah. Like, um, I'd always party at this one house all the time, just just the five of us. And um, whenever we'd feel down, we'd put on fake friends. Oh, great. That the, the guitar riff and that would always just like pick up the mood. It was like a serotonin boost for all of us. Um, and we still reflect on that time, and that song reflects our time in lockdown and keeping us happy, right? So it means so much to us that track, um, even a couple of years on. How does it feel knowing that you know a song that you guys created has such an impact on people? Uh, it's pretty heartwarming. Um, I, it definitely makes us feel like we're doing our job right, which is great. Um, and I guess that's the whole point of um, why we're doing it. So hearing that's really heartwarming and kind of it's it's more of an inspiration to keep going, which is great. So lovely to hear that some of our music could help you through some pretty horrible times. Mm, it's um, that and Mother. That's um, those two very good songs, but Fake Friends, fuck, just that rift in there is just so good. It's bands that do regional tours I really like because, you know, you, you announce a tour and it's like, oh, we're going to the major cities and they leave out where I live on the Gold Coast or even just not even going out to country towns. But um, you obviously came to the Gold Coast, which was great. Um, mm-hmm. But I used to live in Bathurst as well. And oh, yeah. um, I used to go to that uni and I've spent many a time in that hall um so first of all how is that show going out to that area and then how why why do those type of shows uh well going out to bathurst was um it was interesting it's always <laughs> you, you kind of get like three and a half four hours into the drive and you go oh god why are we going here again yeah. um but then when we got there everyone was really welcoming it was really lovely um and that they're always super loose and super fun like yeah it's definitely you can tell how much is wanted out there um, and I guess that leads into why we do it as well. It's like we like to try and give back. And it's also an excuse for us to see the rest of our country. Like we've got busy schedules. We're always trying to be playing shows or recording and stuff. So if we can balance in like, oh, seeing places we like to go. And plus Bathurst has, you know, the mountain. So we went and did a couple laps on the mountain before the show, which was good fun. Yeah, you can only do 60K on that, mate. And you don't realize how skinny it is until you drive it. Um, yeah, that was really depressing. We were there in the van and we're like, yeah, let's pin it. And there's just signs everywhere being like 60Ks. A couple of the locals we ran into before we went there, they're like, just just do the speed limit. So it was a, it was a bit of an underwhelming lap, but we were still we were just pumping midnight oil 
doing yeah, the just, off, <laughs> just off it the, was um, great off the bucket list yeah i had a mate that um cops watch that all the time and in my first week of uni my mate did 200 down it got caught oh damn that's loss of license <laughs> so it's like everyone from then on was just like always go 60 people that would visit do 60 um i i saw like who was there like the preachers were there um oh heaps of other bands would come lewd used to come we had big events mm-hmm. there um but like i don't know how to describe to people ballpark music as well was hectic um i don't know how to describe to people like how different a rural town show is to like a, a Sydney show or a Melbourne show. What do you reckon the big difference is as, as an artist? Um, I think as an artist, I feel like the regional shows, they're, they're there with more intent. Um, you can kind of, you really feel the energy a lot quicker um, and it's more intimate when you're in those regional shows. I think, um, I think that's the, the biggest thing for, from where I'm sitting anyway, um, mm. being in those smaller, you can really connect with, all the different groups of people that you can see in the crowd and like they connect with you. It's much more intimate and personal, even though sometimes the production can still be quite large. Mm, it's um, um, I think what people don't realize, like, yeah, it might've been a Bathurst show, but you would have had people coming from like orange and surrounding towns as well. So it's like, they've come for you guys. They're there to listen to every lyric, every note. Um, and they get pissed way quicker and way harder. So they're just going to sing really loudly and really badly. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, There's there's nothing like a good regional show. Like we did Bathurst and Wagga were our first two shows of this run, and that was kind of like, okay, this is what we're doing for the next two months, and it really just delivered every week. Yep, this is super fun, super loose. Everyone's just getting into it. It was great. Was there, um, because I knew, I saw it was a pretty fucking big tour. Was there, was there one show that kind of stood out to you on that regional tour? The Gold Coast show, actually, at Marquetta was mm. probably the Such best show. It's mm. a beautiful venue. And yeah, that, that place just really went off. It kind of had, it had all the energy of like a major city kind of show, but with, I guess the behavior of a regional show. It was like the best of both worlds in in one town, and it was mm. great. And Gold Coast, a beautiful spot. It um it really frustrates me as um obviously someone that does all this type of stuff. Then when people are announcing a show, um they won't put the Gold Coast on it because it's essentially a city. Like you'll put Newcastle on, but you won't put the Gold Coast on. Um, yeah, hundred so percent. Anyone that can that comes to the Gold Coast, like. Um, you're always going to get a packed show as you know it's a, it's a really decent music scene here so it's um, props for you to coming and um, also going out regionally that's um, Bathurst like as soon as I saw it on, saw it on there I was like oof that's a, that's a loose time um, back to some music I want to you guys are in like an interesting spot um, I followed you for a couple of years um, but the the like a version that you guys did um, the Hey My Like a Version it's it's one of your biggest tracks and um like i haven't spoken to many bands that are like in that same um realm as you guys with having a like a version as one of their biggest tracks how did how do you kind of um, grasp your feelings around that? Is it a bit of like, why aren't they listening to our other songs or like it's a good gateway or just happy that people are listening? No, I, I think it's we're just happy people are listening for sure. Um, 
But for us, I think we really enjoy playing the song. Um, I don't know how long until we stop playing the song. You know, it's it's a cover. It kind of is only meant to last in your set for a little bit. But it's, I think it's going to be there for a while. Um, but for us, because it was, we did kind of in the back end of, you know, wrapping up the tour for the album, you know, before COVID got in the way um, and, you know, wrapping up that whole writing part of the band's life and moving into this next series that we're doing. That lack of version really encapsulates like this new kind of direction that we were taking. And we've always, we've always referenced back to that when we have been, you know, doing sort of some writing sessions and like working on newer stuff. We've always gone back to being like, what's missing? And we'll go back to our lack of version recording. And like, that's truly just the four of us there. So it's really quite a raw representation of us, which is why I think, I think that's why people attach to it so well. Does that give you um, kind of the confidence you need when like maybe you have, um, the band has like writer's block or maybe something's not coming together. It's like, this is, this is popular. This is the way that we wanted to go. Their confidence is there, just needs to move forward. Gives you that extra like little push. Yeah, I guess so. There's definitely a bit of a, a reassuring, like affirming feeling there, knowing that everyone still listens to that and it's one of the more popular ones for sure. If it wasn't as popular, would you would you still be playing it, you reckon? Like even if you still loved it but it wasn't as popular? Yeah, oh, that's a hard question. Um, I think so. I think we'd still be playing it just because of how much the four of us love to play it. Mm. Um, and that, that would enhance the performance um it is a crowd favorite at the moment but yeah if the reality was it wasn't i still feel like we'd be playing it because we love doing it so much just a selfish song in there anyway um how did this one come about did you like i know some bands get lists or um some bands just kind of it's the song they were listening to at the time did you all have like a little meeting about this is the one yeah we kind of had a list of like three or four that we were going to do um, and it's, it, you've you got to get it approved before you go in. But we kind of just all, we it was all similar picks. I think there was like an Australian crawl option in there. And then the rest mm-hmm. of this Bonavari singer-songwriter stuff that we can take on our own, to our own direction. And we all just settled on Haymar and then didn't even bother doing an arrangement for anything else. And it's like, well, we'll give them the list of what we want. And if they don't approve it, we'll like it's in two days. We don't have a choice. <laughs> we were kind of trying to force their hand and luckily they were happy enough with us to do Haymar. Yeah. So we all kind of collaboratively just decided to do that one and stuck with it. That's um, that's pretty funny. If they were like, no, you can't do that one. It's just like, you got to work two days under pressure. It's like doing assignments back at uni or something. That's funny as. Um, yeah. Last minute pressure. Yeah. Um, what if like, how long do you reckon it's going to be before you do another like a version? Because, you know, it's that one's, you know, it's really popular. Do you, would you feel the expectations of, you know, going back in and kind of topping that one? Um, yeah, I think if we got asked to do another one, uh, we would all be kind of twiddling our thumbs for a little bit going, okay, well, we've got to step it up. Yeah, you know, we can't underperform here. But I'd have no idea what we would do. Um, I don't think we'll do one for another little while, though. Mm, that's probably it, the smarter op. <laughs> yeah. Um, I still think we've got a few years under our belt before we get asked back in to do another like a version or yeah. that we'd be ready to do another like a version. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's people like Holy Holy who have done like three or four, and they like somehow manage to top it every time. Um, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Um, all right, new track. This one's pretty brand spanking new, making it out alive. It's like, I want to say it's a year, but it's 364 days since the last release. Yeah, we didn't even plan that Bullshit. We didn't realize it. We didn't realize it until one of our fans posted when we were, we were saying, oh, it's coming out on the 1st. And she reshared it being like, oh, I can't wait. It's a day before the Feels Good release. And we were like, oh, God. That's it's fine. been a whole year since we released something wild yeah it just kind of was coincidence that that's happened. um i am I, um, I review a lot of music as a bit of a side hustle um and the the things that i tell try and tell people is like i can hear this i can hear this i can hear this i want to hear you i want to hear something different what's ma- what makes you unique um and then the first time i heard this you got the saxophone in there with like your guy's sound Mm-hmm. thought that was brilliant i thought that was really good um it's like it's different um still has your core basics there but we're like what makes you go you know what this song needs it needs a saxophone was there one one minute or were you listening to something and went geez that'd be cool no there wasn't really like the um no one really came up with that idea it was we were sitting in the control room of the studio once we kind of finished it going there just needs to be something else and we were just going back and forth and we talked about horns a few a couple of people mentioned horns but like none of us play a horn instrument so we were trying to kind of emulate a horn sound with like guitars like delays getting feet like just getting really creative with microphones and electronic instruments and trying to figure out something and then we just kept coming back to this idea of horns and our producer chris just goes I know a guy, don't worry about it. Called him and he came in the next day and he's just like, he didn't even send him the track. He didn't play it to him. He's, he just kind of told him the chords and said, play a couple riffs and then I'll give you a couple takes. And he just kind of jammed and soloed over it. And we That's left for an hour while it happened. Um, we had like our, our cars up there. So we kind of just went on like a little four wheel drive trip and came back and had to listen to what he'd done and then, that's where it is now. He was just jamming over our track and all those little horn parts are in there. It was like, wow, that was just kind of all happened. It wasn't really a... What were you um, like expecting whilst you, you know, driving around going, fuck, like what, if you, none of you kind of play that instrument, you don't really know what you're going to get. Did you have any expectations kind of coming back to listen to it? No, I don't think, I, th- I think we were all very excited um, and it's funny talking about um, Bonnevere, the Heymar thing. We were like, well, this is a very Bonnevere thing to do is just chuck some horns over the top of like wailing instruments. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's what we did for the Lyca version. So that was kind of the comparison. So we were like, well, something's going to happen. And we trust Chris and we trust the people we work with. So we kind of tried to just distract ourselves and not think about it too much until we got back there and have too many expectations. Mm, that's cool um i like the kind of you know making a horn sound with like just guitars and electronic sounds i reckon that would be really cool um yeah 
difficult. Think, yeah, <laughs> I bet. But you know, for the art, you got to do everything. I reckon I'd be mad. Um, three hundred and sixty-four days in between. Um, any particular reason? Not really. No. Um, it's kind of living life. Yeah. Well, when we finished recording it, we were kind of like two, three weeks. Let's go. Let's get it out. But it, you know, because we were so excited by the song, um, but logistically that just doesn't work and then you know touring and the regional tour everything else kind of got in the way and yeah i don't mean got in the way like we just got kept busy so it didn't feel like we were sitting around doing nothing for a year so we've been super busy getting ready for tours having heaps of fun on the road and going to places and playing you know with covid like we're playing our album that was that has come out what three years ago almost so it was the end of October 2019 that came out. But, Perfect you know, time, last, right? yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, last, like two months ago, we're playing in areas to people who have never heard these songs live um, yeah. just because we haven't been able to get there. So we're playing a lot of catch up. Um, so, yeah, it's kept us busy. So having a year between releases, it didn't feel like it until, you know, someone else actually pointed it out. And we went, oh, my God. Well, um, it's not a year, mate. It's 364 days. You can claim that one. Yeah. yeah. We um, did it in under a year. <laughs> that's it. That, that, that's all you got to have the goal for. Um, upcoming plans for you guys, obviously, with this song out. Um, any more songs for the rest of the year? Or Yeah, we've got a couple under the belt. Um, nice. So we'll be, we're, we're looking at releasing them, hopefully, in the next few months. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to say weeks, but you know, a couple of weeks is six, seven weeks. It's like, well, that's like two or three, two or three months. So that's what we're hoping for. But we just got, again, a lot of tours coming up, a lot of shows to play. Um, you know, we're heading off with the Kooks pretty soon, which we're really excited for. Yeah, that'll be sick. Um, a bit surreal because it's like those guys are like our high school soundtrack and now mm. we get to go on tour with them. So that's going to be really cool. Um, and then, yeah, getting prepped for the end of the year, doing – Lost Paradise and Falls. That's going to be super fun. And see it falls. You know, get back to see you there. You know, get back to that summer festival thing that I feel like we've all been missing for the last three years. That was such a staple part of our year. It's like, oh, yeah, the end of December is there's going to be something happening. And we just haven't had that for a bunch of years. So it's, we feel really fortunate that we get to do that across most of the country this year, which is great and celebrate that time of the year with a lot of people. Mm, I haven't done a big festival. Like I've gone to a lot of little ones around on the Gold Coast, but I haven't done any big ones since New Year's 2019. Um, obviously, yeah. it's COVID. So um, I saw that Falls lineup and I was like, oh, it's, um, it, it's pretty good. But the kooks, like when that message comes through that, you know, you're touring with them, what's, what's that initial feeling you get? Um, I was like child giddy excited at first and it was more to see them. Then it was, oh, we're playing with them. I was like, oh, my God, they're coming, and I get to go to their show. It's going to be sick. Freak I've loved it. How good? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was my initial reaction. It's like, oh, no, like we're playing with them. We get to you know meet them and hang out, and there's still like – there's such like a little excitement just to do that. Like it's almost like so meeting someone. Yeah, that, I saw them last time they came out when mm. um, I think Sloan Peterson was opening for them, and it was so good. So now – I would have been going to their shows anyways, but mm. lucky I get to go to them all. It's great. How good. Saving so much cash. Um, last question. Um, people think it's hard. I don't. Um, but it can be personal or it can be musical as a band. I don't mind. can be small, can be big. You have until 11.59, December 31st this year 
to do one thing that'll just make your year. It can be like, I don't know, cook a meal or something. We've got Hope D's doing a beer keg stand. Um, people are using the slow cooker. Um, something, yeah, that, that sounds very difficult. Something <laughs> to do before the end of the year. Yeah. I don't know why you think this is an easy question. It's a hard question. I feel like I'm on the spot a little bit. Um, I think mine is to go snowboarding and that's cool. And I've I've missed. I feel like I've missed the season now, coming to the end of September. But if I can just squeeze in like one run, I haven't been snowboarding in like four years, and I was really excited to do it this year. And I just it didn't happen. Regional tour, yeah, wasn't able to do it. Um, so if I can just get into some fresh powder, twenty minutes before the end of the year, I don't care where it is, twenty minutes on a board on some snow. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. I am a music podcaster, but I'm also a life coach, a goal coach, um, and I will be checking um, at the start of January with everyone. Um, so, mm-hmm. if this is the push you need, hoping it's hoping it gets you there. I'll be thinking about it all day now. I'll start making plans. Webjet, let's go. Yeah, do it. Good, um, Andrew from the Vance. Thanks for coming on, mate. Appreciate your time and um, see it falls. Brilliant. Thank you so much. To keep up to date with all things breaking through, make sure to check out our socials.